Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Four Investors Podcast, where Wall Street meets Main Street. We discuss some of the top issues weighing on financial markets and the economy, break them down, and tell you what tell you what you need to know for your financial future. I'm Andrew Gay, along with Gilbert Pies, and we are the Texas Hill Country Advisors, independent financial advisors based in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. We discuss some of the latest from financial markets, the economy, and general investor education. We help you cut through all the noise and focus on what's important for your financial future as an investor. Welcome, everyone. Hello, Gilbert. Hello there, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Um, well, so today we're going to talk about three main things that the markets are focusing on so far. We're about a weekend to 2024, giving up a little bit of the rally that we've seen at the end of last year. But nevertheless, markets are definitely fixated on a few things. So those things are the Fed, inflation coming out tomorrow, and earnings that start at the end of this week. So let's talk about that a little bit. Where do you want to start? Let's talk uh, about the Fed, that that meeting's coming up on the 31st. Yes. All right. you, you know, so the Fed is, is always in the background because they drive monetary policy. And obviously over the past year and a half with them raising interest rates, it, it caused uh, a lot of concern about potential recession. It caused higher interest rates on mortgages and credit cards and it uh, brought down inflation, certainly did the job to bring yeah. down inflation. Not quite back to the 2% target they're looking for, but but it's getting close. It is getting close. And, and of course, uh, you know, the Fed's lurking in the background because there's a lot of thought. I think the market is already uh, thinking that the Fed's, if they're not raising rates, they're cutting rates. Which of course is it is it true? Right. There's I mean, some this, in, there's some in between steps there that should yeah, be yeah, evaluated. They, they've they've uh, gotten very excited about uh, the Fed cutting interest rates. In fact, I think the earliest cut possibility that I've heard about is March, uh, which you know would is not very far away if you really stop and think about it. Um, in fact, it's the second meeting. Of it's the, the year. second meeting of the year after the one in, at the end of January. Yeah. So, I, I I think that's a little optimistic, but. It's possible. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's due to the expected slowing growth. We were just talking before we started here that there is a uh, Forbes article that we posted on our Facebook page. And it's by a guy named Kevin uh, Mon or Man. Sorry, Kevin, if I mispronounce your last name there. But he goes through some of the thought process about um, the Fed's projections out uh, that they see GDP growth rate of below 2% all the way through the end of 2026 and some of the implications there. So consecutive, they are speculating that there's going to be three years in a row, which is 2024, 25, and 26, that will all have rate cuts within them. Their current projections on average are somewhere in like, if if they did quarter of a percent rate cuts, like they did in increases, except for a couple of times, they would be uh, three, 25% or a 0.25% cuts uh, this year, uh, four next year, and then three more in 2026. So how accurate is that? We already know that, um, <laughs> speaking of articles that we posted, we just we, we posted another one that was really good too, and I think it was also by Forbes, and it talked about the uh, agility of uh, forecasting. And, you know, in 2021, there were 400 PhDs at the Fed that predicted rates in 2023, 2024, we're going to be about 1.75%. And it was quite off the mark considering they're about 5 to 
of 5.25%. Yeah, I think anything, any any projection past three months is probably wildly <laughs> optimistic. Needless to say, three years. Or pessimistic, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that's... Uh, yeah, that's pushing it. So, but but nevertheless, markets are definitely focused on that, uh, the Fed in general. And we think that the dominating narrative this year is definitely going to revolve around when uh, the Fed is going to cut rates or their their story there as far as their perspective um, and what could influence them to either cut or not cut. Yeah, and, and as a frame of reference, 2.6% GDP growth rate is pretty stinky. It, it's yeah. not real exciting. I mean, it's not uh, negative it, it's because not if negative, it's negative sure. and it's two quarters in a row, then technically that's a recession. So exactly. it's not negative, but it's not, you know, 5% or it's not, it's below what we've been, uh, what what we as a, as an economy have been putting out over the years past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that would be pretty stinky, but Hey, listen, uh, sometimes I, I think if we can pull out a 2%, 2.6% GDP growth rate for the year in 24, I'll be doing okay. That means we didn't go into recession. That means the economy's still probably chugging along just fine. Hasn't uh, the unemployment rate hasn't skyrocketed dramatically, uh, and you know people are still employed. That that's a good thing. Yeah, and so to tie this idea into the second point is inflation because uh, markets are fixated on that right now, just because it is the eve before we get the first inflation reading of 2024. But it's technically the last inflation reading to round off the calendar year for 2023 because it is the reading for December. Um, it is expected to kind of be roughly in line with where inflation was the previous month, but that would still add to the idea that it is showing a continuation of cooling trend and that would be good for the, for the fed. So, um, you know, usually we've seen this pattern. You and I have talked about it, either a run up or or kind of a, a drawback in markets leading up to some of these numbers uh, uh, releases or even like the Fed uh, meeting dates. So markets are definitely focused on inflation and that'll come out tomorrow morning. Um, do you have anything to say about that before we move on to earnings? Yeah, you know, the inflation uh, deal is, is a big deal, obviously, because even though the market is already anticipating the Fed's cutting rates, hey, wait a minute. They're not done with the inflation fight yet. And and I think the door is still open, even, even slightly, to an additional rate increase because remember what the jobs number looked like last Friday. The expectation was 170,000. And I think the actual came in, the job growth was like 216, 216 something. or something like that. I mean, that's it was over the mark. Substantially higher than what the estimate was expected for. And and that tells you that the job market is still pretty strong, it's pretty tight. Um, now the the workforce participation rate is is also ticking up a little bit. So I, I think it's a it's a good indicator that people are coming back to the job market. But the fact is, the job market is still not okay. We still yeah. have more job openings than workers, and if the job market continues to be strong, that means wages will continue to be. Uh, elevated or, or there's no reason for wages to go down, which could mean that there's no reason for consumers to pull back if they're still making money. Yeah. And so, I think and we've talked about that before, how how it's going to be really hard for inflation to come down if the job market remains that that strong. Yes. Right? It, because, it's going to be tough for them to get back to that 2% target without some kind of bump up in unemployment rate or uh, a decrease in wages. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to show the the picture here of our little um, economic cycle, but my uh, 
stuff is not cooperating with me. But either way, it's just that that's kind of like the last little thing that's hanging out there is the job market to cool off because everything else has shown it's moving in the right direction for the Fed to actually cut rates and and allow the economy to kind of start growing again. Um, but of course, we have the idea of the soft landing in there too. And it's like, okay, well, in that scenario, we kind of skipped the recession um, but nevertheless, we can see we we would anticipate some economic slowdown with the backdrop of higher rates. Just hopefully, it's not a recession, and that still might be good enough for the Fed to to cut rates and kind of spur the economy and nudge it into expansion territory mm -hmm. again. Okay, so the Fed and what's going on there? Uh, inflation number that's coming out tomorrow, and then finally earnings that kicks off at the end of this week. So, uh, 2023, my take on that would be, you know, 2023 showed that corporate profits did rise over the course of the year. Uh, you know, will these numbers start to show? Because we got to remember this, these earnings that we're about to get are for the quarter, the last quarter of 2023. So, you know, are we going to see a signs of, of maybe some slowing in some of those corporate profits, which we would expect to eventually show up considering the backdrop of higher interest rates and the expected economic slowdown and, and so on and so forth. And we, do, we don't know what, what, what's your take? You think we're going to see some of that yet? Well, I, I think earnings uh, are really dependent on what sector of the economy we're talking about because earnings tend to be very cyclical. So uh, generally speaking, for example, uh, financials, when interest rates go up, Generally speaking, that really helps out financials. Their That's earnings right. tend to trend up. However, over the past year and a half with the substantial rate increases that we have, generally that, that usually helps out financials. But because of that rapid increase that nobody really was anticipating, it, it didn't give the financial companies enough earnings power to, to weather that storm necessarily as, as well as they might have thought because uh, defaults started to go up. That's what I was going to say because of that rate. Yep. And, and it could have been any any gain that they had on the, okay, we're able to charge higher interest rates now, could have been washed out by defaults. Sure, defaults. And then, of course, too, with the higher interest rates, loan demand dropped off substantially because if you were a borrower and you were being, you were you were thinking about doing something that required you to borrow money and, and six months ago you would have been able to borrow it at 7% or or 5%, let's say, it's probably 5% would be a better example. If you were able to borrow at 5 and then now you go out and try to do that same thing and you find out the loan rate is now 9%, yeah. well, hell, that, that's, a, that's a serious problem. So even if the bank was willing to lend you money, even if you were able to afford the payment necessarily, right. you may not be as excited about doing that ex expansion or borrowing that money at a higher rate. It's the same thing with credit cards. It's the same thing with auto loans, mortgages. Every financial institution out there that usually likes slightly higher rates because they get a higher spread and, and their earnings go up face the same problem. So, you sure. know, financials kind of went through the poo-poo, uh, didn't do real well in 23. Um, now, now, is that going to improve in 24? Maybe. But as you said, the earnings that we're talking about now are for the fourth quarter of 2023. Uh, the the thing that financials, I think I would look to at least with financials is maybe some indication about whether or not their loan defaults have increased. Um, that, that could be an issue. Um, now on the, on the flip side of that, if you're in a different sector, say um, 
I don't know, telecommunications sector uh, as a good example. Um, your your Metas, your Googles, yeah. uh, or Alphabet. I'm sorry, it's it's Alphabet now, not Google. Um, if if you were in a different sector, um, your earnings may be rising substantially, and these higher interest rates may be a bit of a problem, or the lower interest rates that are potentially coming could be a bit of a problem for you. Um, yeah. And and so it it's really cyclical and it really depends on what sector of the economy you're in. Uh, but I think overall, if you look at earnings, the earnings are probably going to come in in line with what expectations are because we haven't really seen um, a huge reason for earnings to be worse than expected. Um, yeah. th- there might be a, a few disappointments out there, but I think that's going to be company specific, uh, maybe sure. even sector specific. But I think earnings will come in line and and overall should be okay because I'm thinking that a lot of the companies that make announcements about their fourth quarter earnings are going to say, hey, listen, yeah, we might have had a little slowdown here and there, but they weren't that bad. Consumers still spending. Oh, and by the way, um, it seems like things are going to continue to bump along and we should survive without dramatic increases in defaults or right. um um, you know, what whatever you might think would, would cause earnings to crash for some of these different companies. Yeah. I, I think that th- they'll come in within expectations and we'll probably continue to bump along nicely. Well, and and you were talking about the sector specific idea and even think back to um the year right before the Fed started really aggressively raising those interest rates and there was a lot of talk about like the secular and rotation trade and that's that's kind of what that was right people not necessarily moving all the way out of the stock market but moving away from things that are very interest rate sensitive into things like that are a little more defensive type equity plays like either utilities um uh, dividend paying uh, yeah yeah too. absolutely uh so you know you you have a lot of a lot of different ways you can slice and dice kind of that that narrative and see how that that ends up affecting the earnings of those different companies. And and remember too, that when we talk about earnings, we're talking about earnings for companies that issue stock. And so we're really talking about the stock market, quote unquote, right? Yes. But, um, but well, because technically the stock market, the way it is valued should be based on the corporate profits, future right? earnings, the future earnings exactly. of those companies. That exactly. participate now, in. Now we're, we're just talking about the stock market here where we haven't really mentioned the bond market, but indirectly, when we talk about some of these things, we're also talking about the bond market because if interest rates go down, yeah, especially that, interest rates, especially with interest rates, because bond prices are directly correlated with interest rates. Uh, bond prices should do well this year too, assuming we do have a rate decrease by the Fed sometime later this year, whether it's March or September. I- any kind of rate decrease would be good for the bond market, also. Um, and, and of course, we're talking about bonds. We're talking about uh, hybrids like uh, preferreds. We're talking about munis, um, even even you know high grade corporates and govies uh, like treasuries. All of that should be uh, should be positively affected if the Feds actually do lower interest yeah. rates sometime this year. Yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for us today, guys. That was great discussion today, Gilbert. Thank you for joining me as always. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, don't forget, interact with us, share our content. It helps other people find our show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, and even Spotify. We're on a couple days a week. 
And yeah, that's it for us. Thank you. We're really happy to be here. We're really grateful for you guys as listeners. We're happy that you, we made it till 2020 to 2024. So thank you for tuning in and, and participating. We really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Texas Hill Country Advisors is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies and Texas Hill Country Advisors and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks.